you have just tuned into the Being One podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl Samantha Laguerre on the Being One podcast, the podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. Hello, Kingdom Citizens. I am back. It's your girl, Samantha Laguerre, your host of the Being One podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I just wanted to to just say it right now that if you hear noises in this episode, um, I apologize in advance. Um, I'm currently in a home where there is work being done in the house. So if you hear any talking, if you hear any banging, that's what it is. Um, I also decided to do something different this week where um, not not anything new with the episode or anything like that. But um, I usually sit when I'm recording. But today I decided to actually stand. So if you hear a difference in the episode, maybe I'm, I get louder. I don't know. Whatever it is, let me know. I'm just trying a new methods to see, you know, um, how is it that I could really deliver the message that I have to deliver? Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying that out. And I wanted to also just share with you all some things that's been happening in my life. Again, um, as you know, um, you guys are like family to me and, you know, we're on a journey. So I'm just going to share, you know, the things that are happening. So something really big. So I graduated, as you all know, I've graduated um, last year. Um, 2018 with my bachelor's degree. And um, from that time on, I've been in like the search of a job. I recently relocated um, in February. So I moved from where I was. So a whole nother city. And um, I've been like looking for a job, um, a full time job really is what I've been looking for. So I had the opportunity and I was given a full time job Um, I accepted it right there and then, or I didn't really accept it, but they offered me the position and obviously, you know, I'm there for the position. So, you know, um, they told me to come back on Monday to sign the papers and I was going to be starting. Right. So this full time job was a very full time Monday through Saturday is, um, what the schedule was going to be like and full-time hours. Okay. So, you know, I was just like, oh man, like, okay, well, you know, I I was already planning when I was gonna have to record for my episodes for the podcast and, you know, different things I was going to have to do to set a time and be very, very, very intentional. Right. So I was like working all these things and, um, this was Saturday. So Saturday I got the position, not, not this Saturday, but it was a Saturday that I got the position, but like, you know, when you, you happy, you got a job, like I did not feel that like I was literally y'all it was like somebody like killed a loved one of mine like I was just so distraught and and so sad and it didn't really really make any sense to me um on Sunday now I woke up and again I was still feeling the same way I was feeling down I was feeling confused because why am I so down um I'm very a peaceful person I always choose peace um, or I attempt to always choose peace. I always try to live in peace. Um, I always try to continue to be joyful. I don't let things bother me. I don't like take offense to anything like how I mentioned previously. So, you know, I'm usually a, p- a positive person. Um, so I was just so down that I was, I was literally looking at myself in the mirror and was like, why are you so down? Like, it was just not even normal. Like, why am I even like this? Um, so couldn't understand it. Um, again, I looked at myself in the mirror and I just heard God say like, don't go as in like don't go on Monday don't don't take the job don't go and I was like what 
So then uh, for a few seconds, I thought maybe it was just me. You know, I haven't been working. So maybe it's just, you know, this is new and I'm, you know, maybe um, nervous. You know, I was resorting to it was just me, you know, for me to be feeling like this. And it wasn't God. Um, But heavily, 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 it was laid on my heart. Like, do not take the job. Do not go. Do not take this. Do not take this. Didn't understand it. I'm like, God, I need money. Uh, My parents are looking at me crazy. Like, you know, I graduated. I need a job. Um, but you know, like I've mentioned before about, you know, just obeying and there's beauty and obedience. Um, I realized that, listen, I don't know what's to come, you know, I don't know what's next, but I'm going to be obedient because this heaviness that I feel is not normal. Um, so I reached out to them and told them that I would no longer be taking the the job. You know, I was no longer interested in, in the position and um, then after that, I felt a release. Make, to make a long story short, because this is not what this is about, and I want to get um, straight to what I have to tell you all today. Um, I don't want the episode to be long. So that same week, y'all, I ended up having a internship that is literally my dream job. Like, I literally get to live out my dream job before I can fully live out my dream job. Um, and... And then I got a, a a job that um, actually works with my schedule. I can still do the interning and do the job. And everything, like both things that I'm doing is things that I really, really love. Um, so I was just like, wow, God, like in a week, y'all, imagine in a whole week, all that happened just because I was obedient. It didn't make sense, but I just obeyed and I watched God work. And um, so that was a testimony. I wanted to share that with you all because, um, yeah, I just want y'all to know, like, you know, it's a struggle out here. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's crazy sometimes what God would tell us to do stuff, but just trust and obey and um, watch him work. <laughs> like, literally, I, I I was literally mind blown. Like, how? Like, literally Sunday, I told them I couldn't do it. Monday, I got I got the internship. Um, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, I got the job like crazy. I know. Um, but that's just God and that's the God I serve. So and I, I believe that's the God you all serve as well. Um, so just trust him and just obey. Um, I do have more announcements and, and things I want to share with you all, but I'm going to wait till the end to do that. Because, again, I I want to make sure that I'm not losing anybody and that these episodes are not so long that it becomes a disinterest where you're listening and then you become disinterested. Um, I don't want that. So I'm just going to go right to it. OK, so today we're reading from Judges 7. And I'm going to quickly read it, Judges 7, 1 through 8. And it reads, um, again, remember, New Living Translation is what I read from. If you're new, I read from the New Living Translation. Um, it's an NLT version um, from the Bible app, the U app. Um, you can go ahead and download it. Um, if you don't have a physical Bible or if you're wanting to see the translation that I'm reading from, um, go ahead and, 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 you know, download it so you can follow with what I'm reading. I'm also going to um, read like one of the verses in the NIV version, but I'll let you know when I do that. All right. So it reads, so Jerubal, that is Gideon, um, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will 
go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. And the other group put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. And I wanted to read verse 8 in the NIV version right quick. And it says, so Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Okay, so um, again, that was Judges 7, um, verse 1 through 8. And um, I just wanted to share the points that I got from like those eight verses alone. I wanted to share with you all because just that, um, if you read, you can read Judges 6, Judges 7, where it talks about the life of Gideon and his journey of um, pursuing to war after the the Midianites, you know, it was a journey. He was having to trust God and, and asking God for different confirmations and God just leading him and him having to obey. It's a whole journey and it's really good. But I wanted to just get from that first, that few eight verses, because it spoke tremendously to me. And so I believe that it will speak tremendously to you all as well. So the first point I wanted to make was that our own perception fails us, okay? So if you didn't understand what I just read, so basically what happened is that God told Gideon, okay, you have 20,000 men right now and that's too many, right? But he said, okay, I'm gonna test your men. And what he had him do was go to um, the river and he told them that whoever is whoever cups their hand, like gets the water and cups their hand and drinks it from their hand, then those are the ones that you need to take with you. Whereas those who had to kneel down and get in the water to drink, they're getting sent back home, right? So my first point is our perception fails us. And why I say this is because reading this from just, you know, a regular, oh, Samantha's perspective, you know, if I was just reading the Bible or God just told me, oh, um, you know, I'm going to test these men or you go test these men and, um, uh, divide them into two groups you know the one who cuffed their hands and the one who who went down in the water right and I had to decide you know with just my own intellect my own knowledge and I had to decide who 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 it was I was gonna have to take with me guess what um I was gonna take those who bent down in the water why because to me it seemed like they were down for the cause. Like, let's be honest. And so these were the, were the men I would have taken with me because I'm like, okay, like, y'all know how to get down and dirty. You know what I mean? Like, y'all not bougie. Like, the people who had to get the water and cup it in their hands. That's, you know what I mean? Like, that's a normal, I believe, a normal human perspective would have had on that. And those were the would have been the men that they would have taken. Let God test. You know, God was very specific and he said, I will test them. Not you, Gideon, will test them, but I will test them. And so when God is testing something or when he is doing something in our lives, it is so vital that we pay attention to what it is that he is saying and that we are obedient through it all. Because, it, you know, Gideon could have um, heard God say, okay, I'm going to test them and these are the instructions, right? He didn't tell him them right then and there who was going to be taken. You know, he had them group them. If Gideon stopped listening to God and stopped being obedient, I'm pretty sure Gideon would have been like, okay, 
let me take the men that was down for the cause that got down in the water and drank the water. Like, all right, you know, they hurried and drank it. It was fast. They, they were able to um, quench their thirst pretty fast and we can go. You know what I mean? Like, I believe like Gideon would have done that because that's his own understanding. That's his own will. And that's why it's important that we don't lean on our own understanding because our own perception of things, our own understanding fails us all the time. And so that's why we have to lean on God. We have to lean not on our own understanding, but to God and acknowledge him in, in all of our ways. OK, so that was number one. Number two is less could be more and the reason why I say this is because 300 men were the ones who um cupped up the water and drank it right and these were the 300 men that God said yep they're the ones that are going to go um on this battle with you on this journey with you and the rest send them home okay so you mean to tell me that just because majority is doing it doesn't mean it's right, okay? Doesn't make it right. Just because majority people are doing that one thing does not necessarily make it right. And that goes on to, again, the whole perception idea where it's like, okay, you know, well, only 300 of them are standing up and, and the rest of them are in the water. So, well, must be that the people, all of them that are in the water, the majority must be right. So these are the people that I'm taking. You know what I mean? Like that's our own perception sometimes. And if it's a majority crowd, then we just assume that, oh yeah, they're right. You know what I mean? Like if a majority have the answer that two plus two is five and every, for some reason, everybody got it wrong or they, they heard the question wrong. And so they all believe that it was five. You know what I mean? It was the majority. Just because it's the majority, majority of them say it's five does not mean it's right. You know what I mean? So just because it, it, there's a majority saying one thing does not necessarily make that thing right. And so just because majority of them were they were kneeling down and, and drinking from the water did not mean that they were right to go to the next level with with Gideon did not mean that they were they were right to go and, and, and win that victory with Gideon. You know, again, with the whole perception thing, you know, I'm going to be honest, if I saw that I would have just yeah, the majority of them on the ground. Yep. Those are the ones that are coming with me. 300 of y'all, y'all get to go home, all right? <laughs> See y'all, you know what I mean? Because like, why? We're about to go in a fight. I wouldn't have thought that God would just have wanted 300 men to come with me. I would have went for the majority. The 9,700 people that were kneeled down were the people I would have assumed were coming with me. But that wasn't God's plan. That was not what God wanted. And then even on that, that many times in the majority, you find more followers than you do leaders. Why do I say that? Um... You know, I can see it where somebody kneeled down, started drinking from the water, and somebody looked and said, oh, well, they're kneeling, so I guess I'm going to kneel too. You know what I mean? And then it just starts this trend where it was just because one person decided to do something, then the rest of the people who did that thing were actually followers rather than leaders, that they didn't really think about what it is that they were doing. They just they just did what they saw, and they were followers. And so most time what you see is that where you see a lot of, of, of something that's a majority, that there, there's a majority of them doing something that way, if you start um, weighing them down, you're going to realize that the root of why they even do it is because they saw someone else do it. They don't even know why they do what they do. They're just being followers. But it takes a great strength to be set apart and do things that are not common. You know what I mean? For those who, listen, 9,700 men were kneeled down. Only 300 of them were standing up. 
you know what great strength it took to do that like imagine like I've explained that in the past that it was very hard for me um I knew that I was a different breed like I was a different type of girl growing up but I still resorted to do what was common I still just resorted to do what was majority what was popular you know what I mean and but for those people who actually stood out those people who did things that were not normal those things those people the minorities the people that didn't do you know what the majority did it takes a great strength to do so because it's like oh man everybody's sitting everybody kneeled down but no I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up you know like I ha- you know I'm gonna do what they're not doing and I'm, I'm gonna be confident the, the method that I'm doing the method that I'm taking you know what I mean so it's like to do that that's a leader like a leader is someone who doesn't follow after what other people are doing a leader has their own mind and realize that listen you may do it that way and that works for you but I can be myself and do it this way because this works for me you know what I mean it takes great strength um to be set apart and it takes great to live a life that is holy um and to do things that are not popular to do things that are um against culture that is you know um anti-culture or how how's the the word it's like um basically you you get what i'm saying is is not culturally accepted um in that you know i'm gonna get there i'm gonna go deep a little bit more but you know we were talking about how you know majority just because it's majority um of something that they're doing does not make it right and that in that majority you find more followers than you do leaders and i think about it even with like lukewarmness that we have these lukewarm christians right and it's it's a it's a lot of lukewarm christians out here let's be honest like you know let's be honest um and so it's so easy to see someone doing something because they're lukewarm and we just get into this 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 uh habit or we just get into this um groove where it's like okay well so and so is doing it that way like you know so and so is you know a christian and they go to church and everything like that but they're still fornicating or they're not having sex really but you know they're still doing these things so i mean i everybody at church doing it so you know i i guess it ain't that bad so let me get into it too you know what i mean like it's a lot of lukewarm christians out here and not even just like in that realm but you know like getting drunk and just do you know you know them you you know what i'm talking about you know so we got a lot of these lukewarm christians right and it takes a great strength to really be different than those lukewarm Christians. It takes a great strength to actually be sold out for Christ. And um, a lot of people, especially the lukewarm Christians, they'll see you living a life that is totally sold out for Christ and doing things biblically and, and really following the word of God. And they're just looking at you like, oh, you're doing too much. Like, oh, it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, I always hear that. Like, it's not that deep. Oh, um, oh, you being extra. Oh, you being judgy. Oh, you being judgmental. God tells us not to judge. Bro, kingdom citizens, listen. What? Like, listen, listen. Because I, too, um, I've experienced that. You know, I, I didn't know so much, but I knew what I knew. You know, I knew what I knew from um, growing up in church and hearing different sermons and, and hearing, you know, my, my, my parents would say and things like that. And so I had a, I had a little bit of understanding. And so when I was living 
you know, according to God's word, according to what my parents and were teaching me and instilling in me, um, it wasn't what was popular. And I've had, I'm going to be honest, I've had, you know, quote unquote, Christian friends. I'm not saying they're not Christian, but um, they weren't necessarily as sold out or they weren't really living um, their lives biblically. Right. And so when I would bring up things or or address certain things, they would be like, oh, no, you're doing too much. Like or, you know, try to like suppress what it was that I was trying to say. And so. I just got on with the vibe. I got on on their boat. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, maybe I am doing too much. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, like it takes a great strength to really be set apart. It it takes a great strength. I know sometimes like we even have friends who are lukewarm and, you know, it may seem as though like, oh, because we're not going to the parties anymore with them or, or drinking like that, how we used to. They're looking at you like, well, I'm Christian and I do it. So what are you trying to say? Like, oh, you judging me? You know what I mean? Like it becomes like this whole like animosity thing. It's like it's not even that. Like I just know for myself that I have conviction that you may not have. And so I'm going to stick to that. Like I'm not going to conform and I'm not going to settle for anything less than God. You know what I mean? Like because I'm just at a different place, you know, and that's fine. But it takes great strength. And um, in my life currently, I see myself having this strength, having this confidence where it's like, you know, I don't have to necessarily do what it is that you do because I have my own conviction. I have my own relationship with God. And I listen, I'm Listen, I tell people all the time, listen, I, I, listen, y'all, okay? Like, if I can't fool myself, I can't fool God. We can't fool God, right? So, God knows what I know. He knows what I don't know. Now, I know certain things that I just cannot do. I know I can't do it. And I'm not going to sit here just because someone else who calls themselves a Christian does it and be like, oh, well, they call themselves a Christian. They doing it. So, oh, it must be fine for me to do it. No, because God going to judge me heavy for that because he knows I know that I can't do that. So I'm not going to sit here and fool him or fool myself. Like, no, like I, I just can't. So if you're like that and you just know, like, listen, I just can't do that. And yeah, you may be a Christian. You may go to church. You may even be a pastor. You may be a youth leader. You may be um, a, a worship director and you do that. That's fine. That's your business that's you and God but I'm not gonna sit here and you know and and compare my life to yours and just go and follow after what you're doing but no I'm gonna stand and be a leader I'm going to stand and be set apart I'm gonna stand and be holy just like Christ is holy um so yeah I just wanted to say that that it took great strength I believe for those 300 men to actually stand and do did what they did rather than just fall and did what majority was doing because that was easier to do. But we're going to get into that later. Yeah, so the next point I wanted to make was be yourself, okay? Like, be yourself. Um, Like, how many times do we conform to a way of thinking or doing because that's what's popular? And I was talking about that briefly already before that. You know, you really just got to be yourself. You know, God was testing these men. He was testing them. And um, sometimes in our life that we are being tested all the time. We go through, you know, trials and tribulations. We go through different seasons in our lives um, that are preparing us for the next season, that is preparing us for to, to go on to the next level. And these are tests. Sometimes, you know, what happens is that instead of being ourselves, we conform to what's popular or we, we see someone else and then we just, we just follow after what they're doing rather than being ourselves, knowing that that's not really me, but since they're doing it, I guess... It's popular. I guess that's what's popping. I guess people going to look at me and like me. So let me do it like that. 
And then when they fail, because they failed the test, they didn't meet the criterias. You failed too, and you could have passed if you just were yourself. Okay? So imagine hypothetically speaking and just thinking about it in your life as well where you're doing something different and but you see a whole bunch of people doing it one way and you you start doubting yourself like oh dang maybe I should do it that way and then so you go and and do what they were doing instead instead of doing what you're doing and being yourself and then you miss your opportunity because somebody was looking for something different but because you went and conformed your your way of thinking because you went and conformed the way you you dress you used to you used to stand out the way you dress you used to dress a certain way but then you you thought oh man like maybe I'm a little quirky the way I dress or maybe I dress a little nerdy or maybe I dress too conservative so let me switch it up and if someone is looking for that exact thing that you have they're they're looking for your personality they're looking for for your style but because you went and conformed because you went and changed yourself you missed out on your opportunity. You just failed the test, right? And so what I was saying with the men is that, you know, it it could have happened where, you know, they were standing and drinking the water and, and drinking from their from their hand. And then they were like, oh, wait, oh, they're on the ground. OK, it seems easier. Let me do it that way. And they got down. And then now when Gideon's trying to group them, they're like, OK, well, all these people are on the ground right now. So let me let me put them there. And then the people that are standing up, let me put them there. There could have been more people standing up, but then they decided to go down because they saw everybody else doing it. And then what? They missed out on the opportunity to go to that next level to be victorious with Gideon. All right. So then the, the next um, point I want to make, um, point four, is that elevating comes with more responsibilities. Okay. So when I read in verse eight, um, the New Living Translation, I, I read it in the NIV um, version, which is the um, New International Version. And basically what happened is that when God told him, okay, Gideon, the 300 men that cupped the water in their hands, these are the men that are going with you. The rest send them home. The rest, that night, that 9,700 men, they had instruments, they had horns, they had trumpets um, and, and provisions, you know, a backpack with f- food and, and, and drinks, water, you know, provision, the things that they had. Um, they had all these things with them. They didn't take them with them. They didn't go back home with them. What happened was that Gideon took it from them and then gave it to the 300 men. All right, let's do the math. (laughs) There were 10,000 men, right? 9,700 of them got sent back home. 9,700 of their instruments and provisions were given to the 300. Y'all do the math. Y'all let me know. Okay. Um, Yeah. How? Okay, so... They, the 300 men didn't know that going to the next level was going to require that they were supposed to now be responsible for what the 9,700 men had. How do you even divide that? That's like, I get 5,000, you get 5,000, you get 5,000. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot. It's a lot. And so not only... They, and imagine, they had their own provision. They had their own instruments, their own things that they were carrying. Not only did they have their own responsibilities, but now that 300 men, the 300 men became responsible of the 9,700 men things. And so it becomes more responsibilities, and that's why. Um, and I wanted to just go ahead and touch on why I believe that God, he, how he did it, how he did it, and how he's so strategic um, the way he picked these men. So he chose the men that um, decided to pick up the water from their hands because he realized that, you know, he was testing them. And so the men that kneeled down and were bent in the water, 
these men, anything could have happened and they wouldn't have realized. They were they could have been easily distracted. Why? Because they were bent down. Anybody could just like, you know, if you're bent down, you're you're not aware of what's behind you. And so anybody could have just kicked you in the water or something could have happened. You could have got killed, you know, stabbed in the back. A lot of different things could have happened because you're not fully aware because you're bent down in the water. But the men who actually took the water and cupped it in their hands, they are more aware because they're still standing. So they can see if something is coming. They're able to see if someone's about to attack them. You know what I mean? So they have a certain level of skill. They have a certain level of wisdom. And so these were the men that needed to go on with Gideon. You know, in our lives as well, sometimes that we're going into this next level where we're going from glory to glory. We're asking God to elevate us. And God is telling us that there are some things that we cannot long, no longer carry with us, that there are some things that we have to send home, that there's some people in our lives that we have to spend, send home that, yes, I know they've been with you for 15 years. Yes, I know they've been with you since you were a child. But right now in this season where the way I'm elevating you, they can't go wide because this is a crucial time in your life. You are going into that next level where you are 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 going to be victorious but there is a battle that needs to be had and there are only a certain people that can withstand that type of battle there are only a certain amount of people that are wise enough to handle that battle with you that are going to to help you and that are going to to watch out for you that are going to guard you you know what I mean like and so uh, listen, because I know sometimes that um we just think that because these people are strong, oh my God, but they've been in the faith for this long, and God, they're my mentor, and and God, um, you know, but they're my friend, and they've been with me since forever, and we both we both started going to church together, and we got saved together, and and you know all these different things we want to tell God and excuse God. Just because, oh, thank you, Jesus. Just because He says that. You know, in in this season of your life, okay, right now this friendship, I, you can't you can't put too much thought into it. You can't put too much effort into it. Why? Because it's draining you, and I need you elevated. And so, right now for a season, I'm telling you to send this person home. All right, I'm telling you to send this person home. And this other person that you didn't really um, talk to like that, that person that you didn't really um, engage with like that, that's the person I need in your life. Because that person is wiser and that person knows the type of battle that you're about to go into. And so I need them with you so that they can help you in this season. All right. Why I say that? When God told him to, he didn't listen. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. The men that were um, sent away, they didn't get killed. God didn't say to kill them. He didn't say dead that whole thing, dead the relationship. No, he sent them home, home, home as in, okay. I'm on this journey. I'm, I'm I'm going to this battle. I'm going to, to to this land to be victorious, and I'm going to to fight the Midianites, and I'm going to have victory over Midianites. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stay in that land. That doesn't mean I'm going to stay on that journey. It was a journey. I was victorious. Now there is a once you you've you've done a journey, you can go back home. You know what I mean. So he's gonna probably going to see these men again. You're probably going to see this these these friends again. You're probably going to see this relationship again. But are you willing to be obedient so that you can be victorious in the season that needs to be victorious, that you need victory in? Um, thank you, God. Um, so, you know, 
uh, because I know sometimes what happens is that we, we begin in the season where we prolong the season that was not even supposed to be that long. Why? Because we're holding on to certain things that God is telling us to let go. We think that God is trying to kill that thing when God is try- just telling you, listen, put it aside. You'll come back to it later. But right now, that's not needed. Right now, in this season, you don't need that. And so we need to trust God a little bit more. We need to obey God a little bit more and trust him with our lives that when he tells us to send something home, send that thing home so you can be victorious, send that thing home. So you're not prolonging a season that was supposed to be a short season. That was supposed to be a short journey, a 10 day journey, 11 day journey, now turning to a 40 year journey when that was not needed. If you just let that thing go, if you just sent that thing home, thank you, Jesus. And so back to the point that elevation, that elevating comes with more responsibilities. Um, you know, I hear it a lot all the time. And I know so many times that people are literally crying sometimes for a platform, crying sometimes for a position that they see um, how a pastor is living. They see the influence that a pastor has. They see an influence that a youth leader has. They see an influence that the singer has. You know what I mean? Like they just see this and they're like, oh, God, I want that. Oh, God, I want this. Oh, God, I want that. Oh, God, I want this. Right. Never prepared. They're they're still followers. They're just doing things how other people doing it. They see someone doing it this way. They see someone on the platform and all of a sudden this is what they want. Right. You're asking God for that thing, asking God for that thing. And um, what happens is that sometimes we will get into that position and not realize that there are more responsibilities that come with that platform. There are more responsibilities that come with that position that comes with that title. And um, if you're not prepared for it, if you didn't have the skills for it, it will drain you. It will cause you to fall. It will will mess you up in a sense because you weren't ready for it. And so a lot of us, um, instead of praying for someone, instead of praying for that person in that position, we are coveting them and, and, and jealous of what they have, not, not counting the cost. And so now when we get into that position, we're battling so many different things, battling so many different spirits. The responsibilities are drowning us because we didn't realize that with this position, with this job, with this thing comes more responsibilities. People think all the time, oh, I want to be married. Oh, I want to have kids. Oh, I want to have a family. Do you know that? There's responsibilities that come with it that it's not just, oh, I'm going to just have a husband and that's just that's there. Sometimes, you know, there's wars that happens. There's battles that take place. And it's like but it requires a level of strength. It requires a level of skill for you to be prepared to take on those responsibilities. And I can see it that if (laughs) I can see some of y'all and I'm talking us that, you know, some of us that if we were those 300 men and we realized that those those things that those 9,700 men were carrying, those luggages, those baggage that we now were going to have to put that on our back. Some of us would be like, oh, no, you can send me home, too. You, you know what I mean? Like, we would have been like, oh, no, it's OK. I'll go home, too, because we would have already seen all the things that we were going to have to deal with and be turned off by it. Why? Because we weren't ready for it. Um, so my thing, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you see someone in a position that is not in a position that you are in and you, yes, you may want that. Maybe that may be a desire of yours, but pray for that person, help that person help. You know, if, if it's a job, if it's a career, if it's something that you're trying to do, um, and you see someone living out your dreams or, you know, you see someone that you're highly influenced by and they're doing great things in the world, great things in the community, 
do your part and, and, and see how you can serve them, like how you can help them, how you can learn from them. Because trust me, it's not easy. Trust me, it's a lot of responsibilities. But if you are humbled and you let you take your pride aside and you say, OK, like, how can I serve this person? Because I want to be where this person is. But I also know that it's a lot of responsibility. So let me help them in this season of life that I, I'm, I'm able to just learn and grow. So that way you can grow and learn. And that way, when it's now your turn to be in that position, you are you've already seen the type of responsibilities that that position comes with. And so now you're prepared. You have the skill. You have the strength to do it and, and, and take on even more responsibilities. So I just wanted to say that a lot of times that we're jealous over things, coveting over things. And it's like, listen, listen because it's 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 i know it looks cute it looks good but it's a lot of other things that people battle with that you know pastors i pray for them all the time because i know it's not an easy job you have like however many people in your congregation and you have all these different souls that are dependent on you um most times they don't even want to talk to anybody else they just want to talk directly to the pastor and the pastor have his own family or her own family to take care of and, 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 and issues even in that. And, uh, listen, uh, okay, God, he's taking me there. All right. Um, because I see it a lot too, where, um, it's kind of getting off topic, but I just wanted to address it where a lot of times that we have these outsiders or people who are just always picking and choosing and just pointing their fingers at the pastor, pointing their fingers at the leader and saying, Oh, look at their kids. Their kids are doing this. Their kids are doing that. Why they don't have their kids, um, you know, set or kids discipline and all these different things. You know what I mean? Or, Oh my gosh, him and his wife, her, her and her husband having issues. Oh my gosh, this, Oh my gosh, that, you know, I mean they don't they're not praying for the people they're just pointing their fingers and saying all these different things and it's like but listen what about your own life what about that and some of us ooh, mm -mm. let someone point their finger at you and say something about what you're failing in or your flaws or what your kids doing oh you're ready to set off oh you're ready to fight someone to cut somebody out for real okay so what about the pastor what about the leader and you want that position so bad, you think you're so equipped for the position, you think you're so qualified for the position? Okay, sorry. L listen, sometimes, listen, when I'm passionate, I just want to say that right now. Um, sometimes I can speak very, like, you know, calm and collective. And then there's times where I just speak very loud. And sometimes an accent from God knows where just comes out of nowhere. Um, Y'all forgive me in advance. But I just wanted to say that because that's also important. And lastly, that conveniency means unintentionality. That inconveniency um, um, means unintentional. And um, what that means by that, what I mean by that is that in my being intentional um, episode, I talked about how, you know, it requires us to be intentional on this journey, on this walk of being one with Christ and, and really living um, out God's word and, and living according to his word and just being holy like he is holy. Right. And that in that scenario, in that scene with the water, um, it was very convenient for them to get down, kneel down and drink the water. Why? Because they were getting more. You know what I mean? They were thirsty. And so they were able to get more in one sitting. But it was an inconvenience for those of them who decided to pick up the water with their hands and cup it. Why? It's liquid, y'all. I don't know if you've ever tried to um, take up water in your hands 
and it was just seeping through the little cracks in your fingers and, and things of that nature like it's hard it, it's an inconvenience like you just try and drink water because you're thirsty and you barely got a, a cup full um so it was an inconvenience but it was intentional you know what I mean like so sometimes when things that you're intentional about it can be an inconvenience however in this walk it requires intentionality so not everything that is convenient is intentional to be honest if it's convenient it's more so unintentional because it's it's an easy access it's something that there requires no thought like okay let me drink the water let me bend down and get what I need to get so I can hurry up but it it, it requires an in, in, intentionality for you to actually sit there and not get as much as you could if you were need to kneel down but the intentionality was necessary for this test because the test that they were going to the the next level they were going it was requiring for them to be aware it was acquiring for them to be requiring for them to be alert and 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 to be diligent and and to be intentional and so um even I can speak on it um so last year um January I just decided to stop eating meat. Um, it was something that I felt led to do. Um, it was never something that was planned. I did not plan it, right? Um, but it just happened. And um, I do believe that um, it's really testing my self-control um, that, you know, not everything that I can eat, I should eat. You know what I mean? Not everything that I can have, I should have. And that's really what it's testing and, and helping me to build that self-control. And so it really is an inconvenience because, you know, when I go to different um, events and I go to different parties and, and go to different, um, um, you know, social events and, and, and houses and things like that, um, all you see is things with meat. You know, they rarely have things that are vegetarian, um, a vegetarian option. And so it becomes an inconvenience because I'm starving, y'all. I'm starving. And I can't eat the stuff. And so I have to be intentional about, you know, putting something in my purse that can hold me until I can go home and eat something or, you know, be intentional about, you know, drinking a lot of water so I, you know, I can have a little bit more strength or eating prior to me going to going somewhere. You know what I mean? So it requires for me to be very, very intentional, although, you know, me doing what I'm doing, it be, it's an inconvenience. Right. And so I'm saying that, like, you know, certain things that people do that, you know, the world does. It's super convenient. Like this this life that we live, they want everything to be convenient. We we have our iPhones, we have our Androids, our our smartphones that we can find out anything at the touch of a button. You can Google anything these days. You know what I mean? So they just want things to be more convenient, 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 convenient. But conveniency is not always you know, something that God wants for us that, you know, it, it's it's um convenient for us to just feel some type of way. You know, we feel horny or do whatever and we just go and have sex or go into that person's house or do, you know, you know, what I, like, can we be real? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's convenient for us to see something that we like and just, oh, let me just take it and put it in my pocket. Nobody's going to nobody's going to know it's convenient, but it, it, it becomes an inconvenient sometimes because our flesh. We're going to talk about the flesh again because I said it. Why? that the flesh default is to do fleshly things. So our flesh automatically wants to do these things. So us picking these things and, and stealing this and, and, and having sex and, and doing all these things and doing drugs to feel good and 
drinking and being drunk and partying it up. Like it's convenient because our flesh already naturally desires to do these things. But it becomes an inconvenience to our flesh when we're intentional about not doing it. And it builds long suffering. It builds self-control. All these things of the fruits of the spirit that God wants for us to have. Um, and so just to say that, you know, it, it, it's uh, this walk is an intentional walk, y'all. So if you find yourself doing something that's a little bit too convenient, you know, it just it just happens all the time. You know, um, there was no thought into it. I encourage you to think a little think about it. Think about that area of your life and ask God, you know, God, is there room for me to be to be intentional here you know what I mean like how can I be intentional about this work how can I be intentional about this area of my life where it's not just so convenient for me because let me tell you I see it all the time when something is is convenient what happens is that it's most likely going to lead into sin because sin is so convenient let's be honest sin is convenient because it's fun it's it's what we like to do because our flesh loves it um and it's and it becomes an inconvenience when you know we want to do something but then we have to say no but everybody else is doing it and then we're just the oddball and then it becomes an inconvenience because they got to drop us back home now you know what i mean like can we be real um but you know, be strong and and know that this this walk, this journey is not for the weak. Like if you're literally walking this journey, if you are hand in hand with me, um, kingdom citizens, then this is this is for the strong. Like this is not for the weak minded that it it, it requires a lot to really walk in this journey and to live out this life of freedom and, and to really follow after Christ. It requires a lot of in- intentionality. Um, and you know, going to the next level sometimes that it requires for us to be intentional that not everything convenient, God's going to be like, okay. Cause what happens is that when things aren't so convenient anymore, we don't know what to do. We're stuck. We're just looking like, uh, where's my phone? I need to Google this. You know what I mean? Like, because we, we, we always had things handed to us and it was always convenient. And God, how I said it before, he's not in the business of, yeah, he loves to spoil us, but he he not raising a bunch of spoiled brats. He's not doing that. Um, no, he, he Jesus wasn't a spoiled brat. Jesus had to work. He had to serve. He had to do things. He had to walk. He 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 had to walk, y'all. Jesus had to walk. Okay, let that sink in. He had to walk. All right. Um. So this life, this journey, is not one to be convenient. It's not. It requires a lot of in, intentionality, and it it. You know, it could be a struggle sometimes because we don't want to always not be convenient and, and not do things that are convenient to us. But it's necessary. It is. Um, and, you know, although I don't eat meat sometimes, listen, the chicken be smelling good and I'll be looking at it like, mm, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I realized that this thing, this walk, this journey, um, even me not eating meat is bigger than me. Um, and I'm just going to be obedient and still be intentional about you know, the things that I'm doing and and be intentional and, and not be so easily wanting to do things that are convenient. OK, um, so that's pretty much what I had to say um, on that. I encourage you to go read it for yourself and replay this if you have to. If you, if I lost you, I, I'm sorry. I was just very excited um, reading that. And I had so much that I got from that. Um, and then 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 I wanted to also say that um, I said I had more announcements for you all. Yes, I do. 
I want I want you guys to keep me accountable. So I am doing I'm working on some things for you all or working on some things even for myself um, for the kingdom of God. And I am branching off and I am going to not necessarily branch off as like I'm going to leave y'all. Um, but I am putting my my foot in, in on, on another platform where I am going to be starting up a YouTube channel um, because I have witnessed and I've heard um, that I'm losing some people and losing some audience because of the fact that they don't really like to just listen to someone speak, um, that they're more of a visual person, that they have to see your face to, to tune in. Um, so I don't want to lose those people and I don't want the message that God has given me to be restrained. And so I'm taking this journey I'm going to be on this journey of um, pursuing um, a YouTube channel and I was just going to just do it and then put it out there and have y'all follow me but I wanted to just say it so that way I'm being held accountable for it because if I don't say it listen um, it'll probably be a few months from now before y'all saw something but now that I'm putting it out there now that I'm letting you guys know I'm going to be more diligent with um, putting out the content and um, putting it out there for you guys to follow and um yeah like you know I'm not even gonna waste time with it because y'all know me I said it in the beginning that I'm a perfectionist and I always want things to be perfect but I realized that I don't have time for that you know tomorrow's even promised and so if God's putting this on my heart to do so that I'm just gonna do it and believe that how he tells me to do it is gonna be done in excellence because he's an excellent God and so um I'm really yeah like I'm just gonna just be me. Um, you guys can go try and follow me if you find me. It's um, being Sam is is the name of the channel. I don't have a, a banner yet, but it's coming soon. I'm working on that. And then again, I will have contents up for you all. I'm so excited about it because it's gonna be something different. Uh, it's gonna be something that I have not seen on YouTube. Um, it could be out there, but I just I just haven't seen it. It just hasn't been in in on my my feed um so that's exciting I just love how God just really just you know gives me ideas and, and shows me things and so I'm excited to, excited to share that with you all um so basically I'll just go ahead and sum up sum, sum it up what it would be like actually not I, when, it, when it gets close to the time I'll go ahead and, and tell you all more about it um but yeah I just wanted to share that with you all and um, I'll continue to pray for you all those who listen to the being one podcast as you continue to pray for me um, pray that God just really sends me um, a godly community or just allows me to just really do life with other believers who are like minded um, in this new city that I am in because I don't have that currently. And I realize that it, it's kind of restraining me. It's like holding me back a little bit where I can be so much farther, but not having that is it's a struggle. Um, and I'll pray for you all as well. Like maybe you don't have a community that is godly, that are believers who are like-minded. And so I'm gonna pray for you all that you guys can get that as well and that we can continue to keep in touch. And I wanted to just put it out there that if you have anything that you want me to talk about or anything that you want me to further explain, um, send me an email, shoot me a DM, send me a text, call me, whatever it is and let me know um because you know this this podcast is being one you know what i mean so i want to be able to serve you all the best that i can if there's um certain topics that you you know you really want to hear or you want my perspective on um go ahead and let me know and i'll pray about it and i'll let you know all right well i don't want to keep you all for too long thank you for tuning into the being one podcast um i love you all and jesus love you so 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 much have a blessed one be blessed Thank you.